0: Welcome to Sexual Craftsmanship, the podcast that teaches you how to develop sexual confidence and become a better lover using a system of practice suited for dating and sex in today's world. No experience necessary. And now, here's your host, certified sex coach, sociologist, and mega-nerd, Sarah Martin. Hello, craftsmen. How are you guys doing today? Uh, Over here, Like I'm actually having a pretty great day. It's kind of overcast and cool for a summer day. And you know what? That's exactly how I like it. I'm not a big fan of tropical heat. And today, I am really excited because I've been doing quite a lot of work on lots of new things that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. And one of those in particular is, for the first time ever... I'm going to run a one-day intensive event. And because we live in the era of COVID-19, I'm releasing this podcast episode in July 2020, uh, I'm going to be doing this event virtually, which will be the first time I have a go at running a virtual event. I've done lots of live events in my career up until this point, and I'm really excited to try out a whole new medium. So more on that a little bit later. Uh, but for today, I want to dive into something pretty juicy. And that topic is rejection. And where I want to start right here from the beginning is with this. Rejection is awesome, and I'm sticking by it. Wait, what? This isn't normally how we start conversations about the topic of rejection. And, and I get that. Because most people hate rejection and the reason why is, is sort of the fear that comes along with it, right? And the first thing I want to do is really normalize fear of rejection. This is related to your survival instinct, right? And the pain that we sense around rejection, that's actually real pain. There's a fantastic article, which I will link to in the show notes, titled, Social Rejection Shares Somatosensory Representations with Physical Pain. It was authored by Cross et al. in 2011. And it's it's great. It's got some really good pictures of brain scans, and they did a really amazing investigation. But the, the TLDR takeaway from this is that the brain uses the same circuitry for social pain that it does for physical pain. So you're not imagining it, right? The other thing that really fuels a fear of rejection is what we choose to make rejection mean about us. And as human beings, we're predisposed to make social rejection mean something about us. This is especially true for people who experience low self-esteem. And I'll link to another excellent article in the show notes here called Dispositional Factors Predicting Use of Online Dating Sites and Behavior Related to Online Dating, This was authored by Blackheart et al. in 2014. Here they talk about something called rejection sensitivity. That was pretty poignant, because what I took away from that was there is a subset of people that have a particularly high sensitivity to rejection, which correlates with low self-esteem. It really comes down to what we choose to make rejection mean about ourselves. If somebody rejects me... And if I decide to make that mean that I'm not worthy of love or I'm unlovable or I'm unattractive or nobody wants me, right? Those are really painful thoughts. And we don't want to be thinking that way about ourselves, right? So, hence, that feeds into the fear, it feeds into this avoidance. Even though I understand all of that, I really do, I still maintain that rejection is awesome. Now, certainly, it can feel disappointing, and it pretty much always will. Though with a little bit of know-how and practice and time, the disappointment that comes along with rejection can be really mild and is totally outweighed by the benefits. I want to I wanna go over with you just the so, so many ways that rejection just does not suck and is in fact actually wonderful. So first of all, rejection saves you time and your time is precious and valuable like think about it this way right this is your one life and if you hear a no be that from somebody you want to go on a date with or a partner you're together with and you want to do an activity or you want to try out a new form of sexual play and you get a no you know what that does it it just cuts off at the knees All of that internal thinking and rumination and going over things over and over and wondering, oh, will they, won't they? Especially in the context of dating, like if you get a no early on, then you know someone is not the one for you. And once you've freed up that time, right, once you've not spent lots and lots of time wondering, you can now spend that time doing something else. Either that's something that's fun and enriching and pleasurable for you, or you could take that time and then practically apply it to searching for the partners that are for you. Another thing that makes rejection amazing is that rejection is honest and it's direct. And guys... How many of us crave more honesty and more directness when it comes to navigating relationship life? In particular, I hear this all the time from people about their frustrations with online dating, that, oh, this person ghosted me, or they flaked, and I can never really figure out, like, do they want to or don't they want to? Well, you gotta remember, right? Honesty and directness, for it to be real, needs to be actually true. So if this is something that you say you want more of in your life, then you need to be ready to accept that a lot of times it's going to be a no. But the honesty and the directness is incredibly refreshing, especially when you start to realize with time and the more you welcome rejection into your life, just how often and in how in so many areas of life, we're not honest and we are not direct with each other. I mean, I'm not just talking about dating, sex, and relationships here, guys. Like, I'm also thinking about in our work lives, right? Or in our family relationships. The more you open your eyes to this, the more you realize what a gift honesty and directness is. And therefore, another real positive in favor of rejection is that it's a gift. So the person saying no to you is really when you think about it, they're giving you the gift of vulnerability because as much as it can be hard for us to hear no, what's also worth keeping in mind is how challenging it is to say no in our society, especially when on some level you understand the person asking you really wants you to say yes. When you're aware that when you say no, you are going to trigger feelings of at least disappointment in the other person and potentially feelings of pain. Saying no is hard. So when someone does that for you, they are giving you a gift. They're saying, yeah, like actually, no, that's what's true for me. And I'm going to share that with you anyway, even though I know that it might not be the most pleasant thing to hear. And in that sense, rejection is caring. The person who's saying no, they're taking care of themselves. They're not agreeing to do something that they don't actually want to do in order to save face or in order to try to protect someone else's feelings. And that's hugely caring for self. And at the same time, it's also really caring for the people that they're around, right? If you imagine someone saying no to you, maybe for uh, a request for a second date, for example, that person is being very caring towards you. Why? because they're not allowing you to go on a second date with someone who really doesn't want to be there. When you think of it that way, which would you prefer, right? Somebody pretending or going along because they don't feel comfortable saying no? Or rather, they say no, that second date never happens, and instead you're investing that time looking for somebody who really wants to spend their time with you. This opens up the answer to, well, what do you do when someone says no? Here is my weird and amazing suggestion. When someone tells you no, say thank you. Ooh. Why the hell would I say thank you when someone's just disappointed me or potentially where I feel a bit of hurt? Well, I mean, what you're doing is you're thanking them for taking care of themselves. You're thanking them for being caring towards you. You're thanking them for being honest and direct. And the more you think about it, there's actually quite a lot to be grateful for there. When someone does decide to, yeah, like actually own it and share the rejection with you. But more than anything else, rejection is amazing because until you can trust someone's no, you can never trust their yes. I'm going to repeat that. Until you can trust someone's no, you can never trust their yes. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you're together with a partner and they're not comfortable telling you no, how are they able to actually authentically say yes to you? Because if it's always cloaked in this, oh, I need to protect his feelings, or I don't know if it's okay for me to be honest, then then the yeses themselves become shaky But what's more is it also puts some dampeners on what someone feels comfortable saying yes to. Because if you say yes to something and you're not okay saying no, then maybe you start doing the thing and partway down the road you really want to say no to this, then whoa, you're going to want to avoid those situations, right? So it's an immediate dampener. It's an immediate narrower of what's available to you to experience with someone when they don't feel safe saying no, when they don't feel able to say no. And if you can't fully trust on your inside someone's yes, then what's that going to do to you in a relationship? And here I'm talking about relationships of any stripe. This applies as much to a one-night stand as it does to people in a decades-long marriage. What is that going to do to you? How is that going to affect the energy that you bring to conversations with your partner? How is that going to impact the kind of questions you choose to ask and not to ask, right? Are you starting to see it? Just how particularly important rejection becomes, especially once a relationship has been formed? And this is where I think people get it wrong all the time too. You know, they think rejection is just right at the beginning. Either she will go on a date with me or she won't. Actually, that's kind of rejection doesn't end there. Rejection, if we're talking about the ability to say no, and to hear no, and to respect no, that's not a one-time thing, guys. That's something that exists throughout and infuses a relationship that is honest and direct and founded on trust, and that is caring. Basically, when you and your partner's Because this also applies to you, too. Take a moment and check in with yourself. And sit with it and think, well, how comfortable do I feel saying no? And if you're not in a relationship right now, not in a romantic or sexual relationship, think about the other kinds of relationships you have with people. Do you feel comfortable saying no to your mom or your dad or your siblings or other family members? Or how do you feel about saying no to a boss that wants to come and assign you a whole new project when you're only midway through the other one that you're working on, how comfortable are you saying no? And for a lot of people, and I do want to normalize this a bit, the answer is not very comfortable at all. Again, why? Because I don't want to disappoint my boss. I don't want to miss out on a potential promotion. I don't want to hurt my mom because I know that she really cares about this. And at the same time then, what is that doing it's meaning that you're not able to be fully honest with those people. It means you're not able to be direct. It also means that you're not taking care of yourself in those cases. When both you and your partner or partners feel really safe saying no, it opens up so much more possibility. Think about it. If you feel safe saying no, let's say you're really early on in a, in a more traditional dating relationship with someone well, it opens up the possibility for going on kind of quote-unquote out there or off the wall or non-typical dates. Maybe you want to spend a couple of hours gaming with somebody. That's a date that you're really interested in at the moment. And if you're really okay with them saying no, and you also feel able to say no, what's to stop you from asking? Having that freedom to ask for what you want, to ask for the experiences you want to share, super liberating. I mean, in terms of possibilities, too, getting a bit more steamy here, when both you and your partner feel safe saying no, that opens the door to being able to explore fantasy or to explore new kinks or new types of sexual play. Because imagine this, right? If something is... I don't know, maybe something you've never tried before, but it sounds kind of interesting. If you're in a relationship model where once you say yes, you can't change your mind, or where it's really hard for you to say no to anything, what's the likelihood that you're going to say, yes, I'd really like to try this activity? If in the moment for you, that means I'm committing to this all the way through, even if after we get started, I feel uncomfortable or scared or in pain or any number of reasons why somebody might decide they want to stop. Just maybe it's like, I thought it would be erotic, but actually it's really meh, and I don't want to do this anymore. I'd like to do something that's actually pleasurable. But if you don't feel safe saying no, right? If you don't feel able to say no, then that doesn't just impact the, the close-on parts of your relationship. It also impacts the close-off parts of your relationship. If somebody doesn't feel safe saying no then they're going to severely limit the repertoire of things that they say yes to. Or they'll do this thing, which maybe you've witnessed people doing either in your own life or heard from your friends, that they say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. But they never actually make a move or move with you towards trying out the thing. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, bondage, that's interesting. And then nothing happens. Part of the reason that nothing happens in those cases is maybe your partner does have a genuine curiosity, right? Maybe they'd really like to try it out, but at the same time, on some level, they don't feel safe or able to say no. And trying out something like bondage, letting somebody tie you up, making that leap without the ability to say no is really not a good idea even though the way they might be going about it is quite indirect in terms of avoiding actually engaging in the activity, the fact that they're avoiding engaging in the activity when they don't feel safe saying no is actually extremely logical. Another way when both you and your partner or partners are able to feel safe saying no um, can be really beneficial to you is that your partner will also be more likely to ask you to try things, be that activities, be that sexual activities, be that adventures to go on or new hobbies to try together. Once you've got this climate established where anyone can ask for anything and no is always an acceptable answer, then you might suddenly find that instead of having to feel like you're always the one initiating and asking for things and feeling like you're getting rejected all the time. And if you shift this around and you recognize how fucking awesome rejection is, then suddenly you might notice that your partners start asking you and start generating their own ideas. And because you also feel safe saying no, this can be a fun thing rather than feeling like somebody's putting pressure on you to do something you don't want to do. Finally, like just at a very simple level, it, it allows you with any of these new things you may try with a partner to feel really secure in the knowledge that your no will be heard and respected in the moment. It's, it's something that is sadly missing from a lot of relationships, be they sexual or otherwise. Because sometimes people say to me, well, of course, Sarah, she can say no to me. She's a grown-up. And I'm like, well, sure, but how do you respond to a no? Do you welcome it? Do you celebrate it? Do you show the gratitude for the person who is being vulnerable and taking a risk by saying no? How do you feel saying no to your partner? Like maybe your partner said something like that to you. Like, well, of course you can say no. Of course you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But do you feel dismissed by them when you do say no? Or do you feel like they then just bide their time and try to convince you or get you to do something maybe a week or two later that you already said no, you don't want to do? Do you see what I mean? Can you feel the heaviness in those words? Can you feel the energy just drop down? And, and it creates this kind of tension too, doesn't it? That, uh, you know, she asked me and I said no but I can't fully relax because is she just going to ask me again or is she going to ignore what I said and try and do this anyway or try and surprise me with it? When you take that tension away, when you instead set a foundation where anyone can say no at any time and that's fucking awesome, it, it changes everything. I guess one of my main points here is that being cool with rejection, welcoming rejection, having rejection as a best bud that can really open up possibilities in your relationships is a total ninja skill. It is something that will totally set you apart as a partner for someone. This is one way to really stand out and to have someone's experience of being in relationship with you be really positive. To get on a little bit of a soapbox, but it's actually kind of low-key revolutionary. When people have the experience of having a sexual partner or a relationship partner really hold up and elevate, I want you to say no to me. And yeah, that means sometimes things that I want to try, we're not going to be able to do that. And you know what? That's awesome. That's okay. Because what matters more is that I see you. I care about you I think that's what a lot of us are looking for in relationships. It's kind of impossible to have that if rejection is this evil thing that has to be avoided at all costs. So with all of that in mind, if you follow me with the premise that rejection is awesome, how can you get started with welcoming more rejection in your life? And the very first thing that all of us need to do who want to become rejection ninjas is spend a bit of time getting internally comfortable with the idea that no is a perfectly valid answer. And I really want you to, like, think about this. Get some time and space where it's quiet, where you can kind of use your imagination or visualization or do a bit of journaling. How does it feel when you say no to someone? How does it feel when someone says no to you? And then to think about the specific situation... And just imagine, I imagine that I'm asking Kristen out on a date and Kristen says, no. What does that feel like in my body? What do I start thinking inside of my head? And sometimes the first time you do this exercise, you might feel a big sense of pain, right? You might feel a big devastation. And that is a really good cue that you need to spend a little bit of time with this before you go and ask. You need to internalize that no is not only just a perfectly fine answer, but kind of a great answer. Because in this case, like if Kristen tells you no, then you don't spend another year pining for her. You go, okay, this one's done. Spend a little time to, to grieve or to recognize your disappointment. And then you know what you do. You go and take a look for someone else. You open your eyes again to all the people that are around you that you're ignoring at the moment because you're fixated on Kristen. Remember, right, you want to be able to say no too. You could also imagine how would it feel if someone from your class who you like perfectly well as a human being, but you don't have any interest in having a romantic or sexual relationship with, close your eyes and imagine they come up to you, you can see they're a little bit nervous, and they ask, would you like to go on a date to get some coffee with me? oh, right, you might notice, like, wow, actually, yeah, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Well, why is it uncomfortable? Because you don't feel great about saying no. And spending some time thinking about yourself in that position, being asked something where you really want to say no, can be a really great way to cultivate some empathy, can put you in a good position to say, okay, yeah, actually, If Kristen says, no, that's fine, and and I can just say, thank you. Imagining it ahead of time, walking through it a bit in your mind, and noticing what feelings come up gives you a chance to build that comfort. And part of how you can help to dial down the intensity of rejection pain that you're anticipating is, especially when it comes to dating, right? Ask someone out as soon as you notice you're interested in them. And, you know, do the pre-work. Spend a little bit of time making sure that you're totally cool with no as an answer as well as yes. But then otherwise, like, act. Why? Because the longer you've been waiting and wanting and in part imagining a bit of a fantasy relationship inside of your mind, the bigger that spins up, the bigger a narrative that you're developing that doesn't actually involve the other person, the much more rejection hurts because it's not in that moment just a rejection of of what you've asked. It becomes a rejection of a narrative or a fantasy that you've become rather fond of. And in general, part of how you can strengthen this skill is just ask more and assume less. You might be surprised to learn other people's true preferences when you start doing this. And it also opened your eyes to how often we just don't ask about things and we assume for people. A really common example is, well, at least pre-COVID was hugging people on greeting them. And you might be surprised when you start asking, may I have a hug? How many people actually do say no and find it both kind of weird but also kind of nice to have been asked? And maybe you've had that experience, right? Maybe you're not a big hugger and you've just had people come up and hug you without ever asking. For a lot of people, it's never occurred to them that, like, you can ask before you hug someone. And when you do this, even if people think you're a bit weird, you know what? Fuck them. Because what you're doing is modeling excellent communication skills. And this is really powerful on dates as well because that's that's also a consent skill right there. And when you do that, just habitually in life, the more you exercise this muscle, the more easily it transfers across to the sexual realm, where we tend to have heightened emotions, right? And we tend to have a lot going on and a lot of excitement and a lot of energy. Like, if you have this as a habit, that really can serve you in the heat of the moment, and it's attractive, Another thing you can do to really start welcoming rejection into your life with open arms is give permission for other people to say no. When you give someone permission to say no after you ask for something, what you're doing is being kind. You're kind of recognizing that socially, it's really hard to say no. Or there can be pressure to try to think about how to be nice about it or how to soften the blow. Whereas if just up front, you make it really clear, like... It's totally fine if you say no. That that does a couple of things. Number one, it really liberates the other person. It's a kindness. It also displays that you've already done the internal work. And, you know, it's, it's vulnerable to do that. But you know what? Like, that's also hella attractive. Why? Because it's, it's confidence. Or it's what we would commonly dub confidence. Call it confidence because that's how very many of us identify this behavior. You're you're bringing some big skills and, and you're demonstrating it through your actions. And following on in terms of this, embrace it and be weird. I've mentioned it before, but just start saying thank you when someone tells you no. Remember, you're thanking them for being honest, for taking care of themselves, for being direct for being caring towards you, for not wasting your time. Number one, like guys, it's kind of amazing how much you catch people off guard when you start saying thank you and someone says no. Nobody's expecting it. That's the thing is it can kind of open up the possibility for other forms of relationship with people or changes in relationships that already exist. When You start saying thank you to family members saying no, <laughs> it can really change the dynamic. Because what do we often say when someone says no to us? Like maybe there's silence and just changing the topic. Maybe you go, oh, okay. Maybe you go, uh-huh, mm-hmm. But like when you go, all right, thank you. And then you move on and continue. There's, there's a brightness there. There's a really caring energy coming back from you. And finally, if you're wanting to start welcoming more rejection into your life, consider getting some support with that. Because remember, most of us listening to this podcast are the products of societies that really take a winners-take-all attitude towards life. That idea of winners and losers is really damaging outside of maybe a very limited area like sports competitions. It's it's damaging and it's limiting if there's just this binary where either you win or you lose. How much pleasure do we miss out on? How much pleasure are you missing out on because you never ask? Because you're afraid that oh, well if I get a no, then I lose and that's the end. This is a zero-sum game. It's okay if you need help untangling this. It's really challenging to do it on your own. And again, like, I want to recognize there's social forces all around us that don't want us thinking it's anything but a zero-sum game when it comes to rejection and dating, sex, and relationships. So, guys, rejection is more than just awesome. The point that I'm making here is that it is necessary to a life well-lived. And in some ways, the first no that you get in a relationship is more important than your first yes. That first no and how you respond to it really sets the tone for how honest can we be with each other? How much can we trust each other? And if you start out your relationships with the foundation that no is always a welcome answer, you set yourself up for so many possibilities. By welcoming rejection into the sphere of dating, sex, and relationships, you're gonna notice spillover effects throughout the rest of your life. And as I mentioned, right, this is powerful shit that we're dealing with. That's part of why I'm running the one day intensive virtual event. It's called the Rejection Prescription, which is written Rejection RX, and I really like that it's both alliterative and not at the same time. Uh, it's gonna be on Saturday, August 8th. And it's a full-day intensive where there'll be a little bit of lecture content. We'll touch on some of the themes that I've introduced here and take them a lot deeper. There's going to be also quite a lot of breakout work in small groups or pairs. Just because it's virtual, I really want to make it clear that that doesn't mean we miss out on breakout group work. Zoom has breakout rooms. In this workshop, we're actually going to start to work on the long list of things you've been putting off due to a fear of rejection. We're going to do that in because I'm going to be teaching my big collection of unique and proprietary tools related to welcoming rejection into your life. Like, I've never taught these all together before. They've always been things that have come up here or there, and to get access to them, you would have had to either read all of my articles or work with me as a one-on-one coaching client. Whereas here, the idea is to bring it all together and work intensively on this in one day so that you can move forward where the fear of rejection isn't really a big problem for you anymore. We can sort this in a day, guys. I can give you everything you need and get you working pretty quickly. Um, Some of the things I'm going to be teaching, I'm going to teach the reduction technique to hone in on your deepest desires. I'm going to be teaching about the self-sacrifice and dominance false dichotomy, how you can spot this and what to do instead. Uh, I'm going to give you the ABC model to ask anyone for anything, and I'm going to include a lot of example scripts so you don't have to start from a blank page. Uh, I'm going to teach you about the Gratitude Ninja and how and when to deploy it. Uh, I'm going to share with you my two-minutes bliss technique that you can use at any time to recharge and reset. I'm going to teach you the AAA system for decision-making, which will help end your analysis paralysis. And by the end of the day, you'll have the skill of accepting rejection and moving towards your desires like it's simple but it's super powerful and I will teach you how all right craftsmen uh, I hope to see some of you there Uh, I would love to get to meet you and go further in depth on this a topic which I am super duper passionate about if you've enjoyed this podcast please tell a friend about it also consider subscribing or following so that you never miss an episode and I will catch you next week right back here thanks for listening if you want to jump right into the sexual craftsmanship process, head on over to sexualcraftsmanship.com/friendzone and download your free guide to avoiding the friend zone for good, including five exact scripts you can use today.